Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
But if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to go to the book of Matthew. And actually, I'm going to trick you here. We're closing out our study on the book of Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew 28 and finish our series on the book of Matthew. But before we do that, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 16. So we're going to finish out Matthew with Mark and then go to Matthew. How's that sound? How many know the, the Gospels are they harmonize Mark 16? And uh, we'll begin our, our message there. But you know, before Jesus ascended, He gave His final teaching to His apostles and disciples. After His resurrection, He, he came to confuse, astonish, doubting, and fearful men and women and gave them positive proof that He was alive. You know, there were over 500 men and women who saw Jesus in that 40-day period after He ascended. I'm sorry, was resurrected before He ascended. 500 on that one day He had gathered them together. The Scripture tells us He opened their understanding to comprehend the Old Testament Scriptures which point to Him and especially to His death and resurrection. We look back and we think, well, the Jews must have been a dense group of people. Because they just didn't understand. I mean, all those prophecies that He fulfilled, and they still didn't understand. We tend to remember, hindsight's a lot easier. You know, those Scriptures were all throughout the Old Testament. And they didn't seem like they made sense. Until now, we look back and we have had church theologians and put everything together and we've made our charts and maps and, and it all looks so the mosaic is all put together concerning his first coming and we say, Oh, that was that was simple there. Aha. Uh -huh. But as it happened, they were stunned. They didn't know they had been following this man for three years. I mean, he was telling them, Look, I'm gonna be Betrayed, crucified, I'm going to rise on the third day. And they were still like in total... These were the men who followed Him daily. They were lived with Him. They were... They were what, 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 what has happened? Oh, they were crushed. Devastated. But he, he would come to them. He opened their understanding. Remember that Emmaus Road where the disciples... And he appeared, then he disappeared. And they said to themselves, Did not our hearts burn within us? As he was telling them that the Messiah would rise, he was opening the scriptures to them. You hear me pray before each message. And it probably to most, especially if you've been here almost the full 14 years, that guy sounds like a broken record. When I pray, I mean, and I rely on God to open up our understanding. Not, not just yours, but mine. I mean, we need supernatural unction to understand and comprehend what God is saying. We cannot do it in our natural mind. We'll, mis we'll misunderstand every single time. We need God. He commissioned those the same disciples to be His witnesses to carry the good news. The Gospel. That's what the Hebrew word is Gospel. And it just means good news in English. He commissioned them to go to the very ends of the earth. He told them to wait in Jerusalem until they received the promise of the Father, 
That is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, You will be witnesses unto me, Jesus said, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. You will be my witnesses. What is the function of the church? It's the Great Commission. And that's what I want to talk about today. Before we begin, let's pray. Father, I thank You, Lord, for the opportunity to stand here behind this sacred desk today. What an honor and privilege it is, Lord, to serve Your people. Father, in and of myself, in my mind, in my spirit, I'm inadequate to, to do what You've called me to do. I need Your Holy Spirit. I need Your anointing. Father, open up our understanding today. Speak to each one of us, to our lives, Holy Spirit. Help us to comprehend and understand what your plan is for ourselves and for us together as a people, as your family, as your body. Lord, I thank you for doing that, and I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. The church's task, number one, we'll look at that in Mark 16. I'm going to read verses 14 through 20. And afterward, that is the crucifixion and resurrection, he appeared to the eleven themselves while they were reclining at table. And He rebuked them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw Him after He had risen. That's just hard to comprehend, isn't it? Who was the first to see Him after He had rose from the dead? Mary Magdalene. He told her what? Go back and tell the others what you have seen, and that I am alive, that I'm going to send to my Father and to your Father. To my God and your God. And she did that. And what did they think about Mary? You have lost your mind. <laughs> Why? Because they saw Him dead. When people die, they're what? They're dead. I mean, you don't come back from the dead. I've never known anybody personally to come back from the dead. You're dead. You're dead. It's over. But He said, I'm going to lay my life down and I'm going to pick it back up. And now they had seen Him raise Lazarus from the dead. They had seen Him raise the little Jairus' daughter from the dead. They seen Him do miracles, casting out demons. They saw Him uh, causing the paralytic to rise and walk. They saw miracles that He had done throughout His three-year ministry with them. Yet when it came to His own they they just didn't believe. How often is it that you and I as believers, quote-unquote, don't believe? I mean, God is telling us what we're showing us, and we're like, but yet, the nature of a believer is to what? Yeah. It's to believe. No, no, no. The nature of a believer, that word believe, is to believe, but yet, no, you're right. We do what? Yeah. Why? I, I guess that's a part of being human, right? <laughs> but, well, or being let down by other humans. Can I get an amen? But you know God won't let you down. People will, but God won't. He won't amen. let you down. And when He says something, He means it. He means what He says, and He says what He means. Amen. amen. And here He had rebuked them. He, he, he chastened them. He said, I told you. Come on now. Does He do that to us on occasion? Come on, Jerry. You know what I told you. Why didn't you believe me? What you what are you doing doing? What are you doing this for over here? You know you're supposed to be over here. But well, well you know, I, I'm gonna help you out, God. 
way he needs it. Come on. He said to them, Go into all the world. Proclaim the good news to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but who does not believe will be condemned. What is God? Now, that seems kind of hardcore, doesn't it? Well, often we mistranslate really what he was saying. We think somehow, well, God is. King James used the word damn. Does God damn anybody? Nobody. Does God anywhere in the Bible send people to hell? Read that anywhere. Is there a real hell? According to the scripture, according to Jesus' own words, there is. Will people go there? But why do they go there? They reject. They reject. They reject God. He he can't. He did everything he could do. Bible said he wrote. He sat down. He's sitting right now. At the right. He's done everything. He's telling this church he can't. He sent supernatural power to you and I to be his witnesses, to bring the message of the good news to the world, all of creation, to the very ends of the earth. You know where we're living today compared to where Jerusalem was then? This is the ends of the earth, man, right now, where we're at. Think about that. I mean, in biblical times. The end of the world was what was called Tarshish, or the coast of Tarshish, which would be Spain, and then further up toward Britain. But we know there's a, there was a whole Atlantic Ocean to cross, and there's an entire another couple of continents to get, and, and the gospel has gone forth over these 2,000 years to the very ends of the earth. And that's our job today. We're still commissioned to reach all of creation. And I don't think that's a mistranslation. It says going to all the world. Also, one point, and we'll see that, he says, nations, plural. Do you know Christ, when He died and rose again, will not only redeem humankind, He'll redeem all of creation. We're living in a fallen world. We're living in a fallen planet, in a fallen universe. I wonder, ever wonderful, let me speculate a little bit, I'm getting all based, but do you think that in our solar system or even outside that, that there's no life? That it was meant to be barren? In other words, do you think it was God created all of this expanse so that He could just have a little earth with people on it? Now, man might think because man is full of pride. I mean, we think that highly. Ever, I mean, at one time we thought the. Uh, the sun, sun, uh, the sun revolved around the earth. Remember that? You know, <laughs> the earth was fine. Yeah. But something happened. Something happened in ancient times to cause us to be in the state that we're in. Now you know, talk to me now. A lot of folks would laugh. A lot of preachers would laugh at me. But I believe there was life out there on these other some of these other planets. Much Huh? And there may, 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 may be civilizations there, but something happened in this in this universe to cause it to become the way it is. Now Christ is going to redeem all of creation.
creation. The Bible says in, in Romans that all creation, but they say all, groans, waiting for the redemption. I mean, even the earth is crying out, man. Think there's a reason for the uptick in earthquakes and besides man's activity and other things, but you know, I think there's there's something going on there. And scripture tells us before the end is there are going to be signs in the heavens and things are going to be falling upon the earth. I don't want to be here when that happens. How about you? I'll be on the other side. But He commissioned us to go out and reach a lost world. That's the task of the church. Until we leave, that's our goal. Now, will we win the world? Now, the Dominion theology, which I do not adhere to, says that the church will take over the world. The Catholic Church believes the, world, the church is already ruling the world. That's kind of, you know, they're smoking something over there. Come on. But the Bible says Christ will return to set up His kingdom. It's He who will take dominion. We're here as witnesses only. You ever heard of Jehovah's Witnesses? Okay. Well, in truth, we are Jehovah's Witnesses, every Christian. We're here witnessing on behalf of God. Now, what is it in a courtroom setting? What does a witness do? Does a witness hear testimony? Does a witness make decisions on a case? Does a witness win a case? No, no, and no. We testify what? What if, if I call you up to, to testify on behalf of whatever you you can only speak of what you've seen, heard, or the prosecuting attorney is the one who will win or lose that case. Our job as a Christian is to just be a witness. That's it. That's it. Too many Christians want to be the Holy Ghost and they want to prosecute the case. Well, you, need, you need to straighten up. You need to do this. You need to... Now, is that my job? You hear people all the time, they get mad at people. Oh, oh, Christians hate gays. Christians hate this group. Or they, is that true? Absolutely not. I, I hate no one. Is one thing better or worse than another? I mean, I mean, really, get, let's, let's get real here for a minute. Do I or you determine where somebody's going to spend eternity? No, no. I'm not God. I don't thank God I'm not God. Too many people out there in His name are going around condemning people or saying if you don't do this or that, you're not going to... You know, that's God. You know, I'm not God. I can tell you this, I was lost, but He saved me. This is what happened in my life, and this is what He did for me. And that's what you and I do. He will give us power. Look what He says here in uh, verse 17. These signs will accompany those who believe. Now this is because of Acts chapter 2. Somebody help me now. This is because of Acts chapter 2, what I'm about to say. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. 
these signs will follow them that believe. Notice he didn't say them that believe will follow these signs. He didn't say that. But the signs will follow the believer. How many demons have you cast out lately? How many sick folks have you got? Come on. If the answer is not a whole lot, then maybe we need more Holy Spirit. Amen. We need to get filled with more. Come on now. See, he, he, he ain't preaching now. He's meddling. Come on. Now there's a, a group out there, and we always, how I many know Pentecostals always get confused with that group? Because I don't know, just the world likes to do that, don't they? It, it, so Brother Tony's going to bring out now an aquarium full of snakes and we're going to pass them around. We'll let our guests be the first to go. Okay, you, you can reach in. See, I like snakes, they just don't like me, man. That's a scripture that's by, and let me be very polite, ignorant folk take out of context. Okay, they're not. He's not telling us because the Bible also says that you are not tempt the Lord your God. Amen. Where do we find an example of that in the Bible where people took up snakes and it didn't hurt them? In the Book of Acts, where Paul was on the island of Cyprus preaching to some natives, he reached into a wood pile, and the Scripture says. A poisonous viper fastened onto his hand. And he shook it off into the fire. And the natives that were there, remember he was shipwrecked there. And God was using Paul as a witness there on Cyprus. What happened was the natives stood back and they then they began to worship Paul. Paul said, What are y'all doing? You're a God. No one would live. You are truly a God. He said, Oh no. He said, I'm not a God. But let me tell you about Jesus. Amen. And he yes. preached the gospel to them. He picked up a serpent and it did not harm him. They tried to poison some of the early church with, and they would drink the poison inadvertently and they would not die. People thought, why? Because they were Christ's witnesses. Now if you go out and just deliberately, you're going to die and I'm not going to do anything but uh, I'll preach your sermon and give a lesson on foolish behavior. <laughs> but I can't tell you how many times I, I, inadvertently I've gotten in situations just doing the work of God or the will of God, and God protected me. And He'll protect you as well. That's what He means by that uh, picking up serpents. We don't jump around with rattlesnakes in the service. Come on now. That's ridiculous. And uh, no people do, and they misinterpret what God was saying. And He's saying, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to, you're going to be my witnesses to the very ends of the earth. Now, to you and I, what does that mean? What's the ends of our earth? It's where you're at right now. You know, God doesn't call us all to leave our jobs and fly over to Africa or whatever. Matter of fact, I believe we're probably the most nation in most need of... Uh, a move of God than any other on, on, on this planet right now, if you want to know the truth. We live in a post-Christian society, if anything. We've heard so much gospel, we, we just don't even pay attention to it any longer in America. It's a sad situation. We've rejected it over and over again. But there are still people, and we're still to be witnesses. We're still to obey the Great Commission. God, you know, look at your family. There's somebody in your family that needs Jesus. You may be the only one that can reach them. There's a circle of friends that God has placed in your life 
That's your, that's your mission feed. That's your commission. There are those on your job that you work around, that see you every day. Do they see Christ in you? Or do they just see you as someone just like them? You can't say amen, say amen. amen. Come on now. Life is a mission field. Verse 19, So the Lord Jesus, after He had spoken to them, was taken up. Where? Into heaven. Hallelujah. Is heaven real? You better believe it. You better believe it. I plan to be there one day. How about you? Amen. He sat down at the right hand of God. He did His job. Now it's our job. We can't sit down, church. I mean, the church has been sitting down too long. Come on. That'll preach all by itself. We've been sitting down too long. God has done His job. Now it's our turn. Are we going to hear that clarion call of the Gospel? Are we going to go forward? Are we going to say, like Isaiah, Lord, send me, here am I? Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, I want to reach this world. I want to reach this generation. I want to reach those God has placed in my life. I want to hear the Lord one day say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Amen. So they, what did they do? They went out, verse 20, preached everywhere. You know what's preaching? It's just proclaiming. You're making proclamation. So they went out preaching everywhere. And look what it says here. While the Lord worked with them. The Lord worked with them. You say, I thought He was sitting down. You just read Him. But he, he, before He sat down, He did what? He sent the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ to be in them and with them. To empower them to be His witnesses. And Christ was working with the early church. Now what does it say here? Let me read that make sure I don't make a mistake. He worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Somebody says, oh, you want to see signs? Preach the Word. <laughs> Preach His Word. Signs will follow. They're not going to follow my word. They'll follow His word. You want to see people get saved? Preach the gospel. People will get saved. You preach something other than that, you may get crowds, but you're not going to get Christian. Oh, that's not that's Come on now. You're not shouting me down. Well, preach self help. Well, preach feel good. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace on earth, but what? Oh. We don't want to hear that. Make me feel good, preacher. Tell me if I put $10 in the offering plate, the Lord will give me 100 back. You know, do people believe junk like that? Just turn on your Christian TV station. Or I should say so-called Christian. Come on. P.T. Barnum has something to say about that. There's a sucker born every minute. We're, we're to be about the Lord's business, about preaching the good news. What's the good news? Uh, though I'm bound in sin, Christ can set me free. Though I'm lost, I can be found. Though I don't know God, I can come to know Him. Though I'm headed for hell, I can, I can find a home in heaven. Though I feel totally unloved, He loves me. No matter where I am or what I have done, He loves me. 
and has a place for me. He said that where I am, you may be also. That's good news, friend. I don't know about you, there was a time when I was lost. I didn't understand God. I didn't know who He was. But I wanted to know truth. I was looking for it everywhere. I couldn't find it. But when I heard the good news, I said, Lord, I believe that. Please, please save me. And He did. The Spirit of Christ came to me. And at that point in time, at that moment, He, he made Himself real. It wasn't a religion. It wasn't some kind of mystical experience. It was real. And it came because men were willing to share their faith with me. They were obeying the Great Commission. How about us today? Secondly, the Lord's power we see demonstrated in the Scriptures here in Matthew. We'll go back to Matthew chapter 28 and verse 16. Now the eleven disciples... They went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Something about those mountains, isn't it, folks? I mean, we're here in Sunday school. Think mountains mean anything? I don't know about you, I like living in the mountains. I really do. Jesus, when He would want to get away and pray, often He would, he would retreat into a mountainous area. To be alone with the Lord. Something about mountains. We talked about Mount Hermon, Mount uh, Bashan in our Sunday school. And here he is telling the disciples to meet at a mountain. I wonder what mountain that was. I'm going to leave that with you. I got a grin on my face. I bet he was right in the devil's face, wasn't he? Come on now. Come on. When he commissioned those disciples on that mountain. Amen. Look at verse 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. When they saw who? Jesus. It's just before his ascension. But what does it say right behind that? Comma, but some doubted. Isn't that how it is? You go in it. If you pastor a church, you know exactly what. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. <laughs> you, know, it's, 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 you always got two in a crowd. What do you mean by that, preacher? Two people: those who believe and those who doubt. It's just that's human nature. And, and if you're not alive and breathing, I believe everybody in here is breathing. You've been on both those sides at some point or another in your life. You know what I'm saying. Some believe, some doubted. I mean, can you imagine what he's telling them? Human beings like you and I, they're like going all the world, pre-signs this, the Holy Spirit. What? What? Dead now he's alive. What? Enough of them saw that. They're like, yeah, I believe. So whatever he says, I'm going to do. because he, he, Nobody's done what he's done. I, I've been there with you on this. I'm hoping I'd be in that camp. You know, after seeing all of that. But some were still, I don't know. This is kind of strange. You know, some folk in church will sit back, they'll listen to the message, they'll hear. They won't commit to God. They'll just listen. You know, and I always, and that's good. 
I don't mind that. That's always a good thing. My mama used to tell me when you was a kid, if you play around that creek back long enough, eventually you're going to slide in. Come on. <laughs> she was right. Uh, doubt is not a bad thing. It's just not where God wants to leave us. Amen. Come on now. They saw it and they worshipped. They doubt, some doubted. And Jesus came. Came to who? Those who had doubted. He said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority. Paul would later explain in Romans, he became the second Adam. What was the first Adam? Listen to this. Hold on now. It's right in the Bible. The God of this world. And he lost this world to the powers of darkness, Adam. But who gained it back? Jesus. Jesus. When he descended to the earth, he offered his life a sacrifice for the sin. He had to be fully man, 100%. But he also had to be fully God, 100%. Now, how can that be? Now, there's never been anyone like him, and there never will be another like him. Now, no, no, Mormonism teaches man will become a god. No, 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 no. One God. But He is the unique one, the preeminent one, the, the prototype that, that not only is He man, but He created. He's the Creator of all things. Colossians chapter 1. He's God in human form. His humanity came from Mary, the woman. Genesis 3, the seed of the woman would destroy the serpent. Men pass the bloodline to the child. Do you know that the child's bloodline comes from the father? The sin nature comes from the father. Jesus had no earthly father. His humanity came 100% from His mother. So He was sinless. Without sin. He's the Lamb without blemish, without spot. Who else was without sin at one time? Adam. But he transgressed. Therefore he fell. Everything under Adam fell with him. The earth, everything. I mean, Scripture says, man, briars and thorns came up. The nature of animals began to change. Somebody said, I don't believe that. Now I said, no, that's up to you. I believe it. You read in the millennial reign where the lion will lay down with the lamb when Christ returns. Yes. The, the, the little child will play over the hole of the, of the poisonous adder. There will be peace and harmony. That's how God intended it. And now He said all authority. Remember last week we talked about Jesus, Daniel 7, appearing as the Son of Man. As a God. Before the before the ancient of days, receiving that scroll. What was that scroll? That's the title deed 
He took it back. He earned it. Remember, John said in Revelation, no man was worthy to open the book or the seals thereof or look upon it. For lo, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And he has opened the seals and loosed them thereof. Jesus owns everything. Now, he never, God the Father never gave up ownership. He, he entrusted it as a steward to Adam. He lost that stewardship to Lucifer and the, the host of heaven who, who were with him, aligned with him. Christ gained that back through his obedience. So God gave, gives it all. He said, All authority has been given to me. Where? Just on the earth? In heaven and. That's the God that we serve. He's in charge of the whole thing. He's over all. Matter of fact, He told His followers, whatsoever you ask, just in My name, I'll do it for you. Notice it's authority. King James used the word power, right? Now, it's a difference between power and authority. Now, He tells us to go in His name. He tells us. He gives us authority. De facto authority. I'll give you an example. A policeman standing in the middle of the street or at a cross intersection. you got cars coming this way and this way. Big trucks. And a policeman does this. What do you do? Okay. Now, that's a Mack truck, right? Why do they stop? He's got that badge on there that says vested with... Now, can the back truck run that dude over? Yeah. <laughs> you Sometimes they do. That's called breaking the law. You know, you're going to be in serious trouble, boy. If I see a policeman, I'm stopping. Because if I don't, what's backing him up? Some serious power is behind your disobedience. You ain't going to beat the whole thing. You might beat him, but you ain't going to beat all. Satan might defeat a Christian because he can trick him or he can get the Christian in unbelief. Or, but he, who backs you up? Jesus himself. You say, preacher, you going to preach the Gospel the whole time, all the way through till you die? Yes, sir. Amen. What if they throw you in jail? Go ahead. What if they don't like what you say? Too bad. I, I, he's given me the authority. And I use it. Oh, a man can abuse that, but they won't have to deal with him. Oh, he's, he's meddling now. Come on. Thirdly and lastly, say, close this thing out, preacher. I will, I promise. They preach it is like flying an airplane, man. So what do you mean by that? Sometimes you got to circle the runway a few times before you can bring it in for a landing. You know, I'm on my third pass now. Okay, here we go. It gets good. We have the church's task. We have the Lord's power or authority, better word. And thirdly, we have the Lord's presence. You know, that's really what it, it, that's what I long for more than any of those other two. 
I thank God for the mission and the fact that He's given us authority. And remember the disciples, let me say this about authority before I move on, they got excited when demons were being cast out in Jesus' name. What did Jesus say? Don't, don't get too excited about that. Rather be excited that your names are written in heaven. And I remember the first praying for people who were demon-possessed and seeing demons come out of people. That's a, that's a very heady experience when you see that, that a man can wield that power through Christ. Um, some Christians have never experienced that. It's not me that casts out the demon. It's the Spirit of Christ through His church operating through me. It's the authority of God that the spirits of darkness must obey. But more than that is His presence. I don't know about you, there's something about the presence of the Lord, the sweetness of God. It's better than the rain coming down on a parched ground. To have God's presence in your life is really what I live for. It's His presence. We see here in uh, verses uh, 19, Go therefore, Jesus says, make disciples of all nations. So we have, initially He's telling them to uh, preach the good news. Now He's telling the church to disciple all nations. In other words, every nationality is to be discipled. Now there's a difference between making converts, and that's what the church has done over the last, my lifetime at least, has been more focused on converting people. Hello? We're not told to make converts. And mostly, most of the time we convert people to our way of thinking. <laughs> and that's not what God said to do. He said make disciples. What's a disciple? A learner under discipline. You know, I'm, I'm a student of the Bible. You say, but... You've been preaching and teaching the Bible for years. Yes, but I'm still a student. I will die a student of the Bible. I learn every day. I learn all the time. And the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. The more I think I know, the less I really do know. And I've learned not to think that way because God just... He opens up the Scriptures like we started off with this morning. He opens them up in our understanding. But He tells His people to go out and make disciples of all nations. God does not exclude anyone from the Kingdom of Heaven. Anyone. All nations, languages, peoples, and tongues, and I'll add races, all people of the earth are invited to become His people, His sons. And that's an exciting thing. He says, teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, when things get difficult, when things seem dark and dim, I always encourage myself, sort of like David of old, in the Lord, because I know the Lord is with me no matter what. Things begin to fail. Maybe your your health is failing. Maybe you're 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 having difficulties in your life. But yet God is there. He's with us. He'll never leave nor forsake us. He's always with us. No matter how dark things become societally, God is here. He's still working in, in this place and in this land. He will allow man to exercise his free will up to a certain point, and then he will act. 
But God is with us. No matter whether we're persecuted, cast down, forsaken, mocked, ridiculed, it matters not. Christ is with His people. He'll never leave us. And we can count on that till He returns. And friend, He's coming back for us before He comes back to the earth. Somebody say Amen. amen. You know, too often we see the Great Commission as the responsibility of the church as a whole, and we fail to accept maybe our own responsibility personally to carry that out. Here's some ways that we can be more involved, both as a church and as individuals. So I'll give you three of them here as we close. Evangelism, number one. We can train more people for evangelism ministries and develop more aggressive church outreach programs and we can be more involved in sharing the message of Christ's love with our family and friends. I want to emphasize that. Do you view the world as your mission field? Do you view your life as a mission field? If not, maybe we should. Amen. Incorporation. Baptism incorporates the new believer's desire to identify with the body of Christ. That's what baptism is. And one of the best ways to do this is to organize more fellowship activities. Can I get a witness? Amen. To be together as a family. To incorporate. Spend time with other believers. Spend time with your brothers and sisters. As individuals on that level, we can actually seek to be more friendly uh, and more outgoing to the people God brings in our life. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on. And thirdly, education. We need to know the Word of God. That's like a, a soldier going into combat. Oh, good. With his, with his AR, with AR M16. Come on. Without a magazine. What good is an M16 without a magazine? Glorified club. If you have a magazine full of ammo, it's a deadly weapon. A Christian without any Bible inside of his spirit and in his mind is no more than a club. And you're going to get run over. We need to educate ourselves. We need to have a church that has a good education program. I thank God that we do with the, the kids and the materials and we're working with children and trying to tell them about the Lord in a, in a systematic way. So that's a good thing. That's called doing our part. That's, called, that's a change for us. Amen. For us at New Hope Assembly, that's a change. Started. We have people working with these kids. That's fulfilling the Great Commission. Making disciples. Did you know that? Did you know that, Robbie? That's fulfilling the great working with children, working with doing what you've been doing is doing your part in what Jesus is talking about here in the scriptures. We can disciple new converts one-on-one, -on -one, and that's how we ought to. And helping them grow in their understanding of spiritual truths and Christian lifestyles. Amen? Amen. Let's stand this morning. You all been wonderful today. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment of time before we close. And as we close, and we'll close with, Lord, You are more precious than silver. Father, we thank You, Lord, for Your presence here today. Take a moment of time, church, between You and God, no one else. Just say, Lord, I want You to move in my life today.
Father, help me to be all that I can be. You invested your life in me. You have a an end result, a, a destiny for me, Lord. Help me to find that in you. Help me to realize that in this life. Move in me today. Just take that time and say, Lord, move in my life. Help me to be the man, the woman I need to be. Where I need change, Lord, change me. I want to be malleable in your hands, Lord. Mold and shape me into the vessel you want me to be. And Lord, I give you praise. Take a moment of time. Just say, Lord, I give you praise today. I worship you. I'm not trying to be Simon Says up here to you, but I, I just want you to, to get a, a heart for worshiping God. Have that in your spirit. Lord, I give you praise. I worship you. I magnify you, Lord. The Bible said God inhabits the praises of His people. And as you begin to praise God, particularly if it's difficult for you to praise God, that's when you really need to do that. You need to take that time and say, Lord, I, I worship and magnify you. Why? When you do that, God will come down. His presence will fill your spirit. He will lift you up. God condescends, but then He lifts us up to where He is. Above the difficulties. Above the troubles. Lord, I thank You for Your presence here today. Lord, lift Your people. Lord. Lift Your church. Lord, lift our hearts and our minds together, Lord, in You today. Father, we worship and magnify You. You are such a great and mighty God. We thank You all that You've done for us, Lord. There's not enough words that we can speak or proclaim, Lord, to proclaim Your greatness and Your glory. You truly are more precious than silver and more costly than gold. Let's sing that as we close, church. Lord, Everyone said, Amen. 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 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.